good. I was just like, don't we now. <laughs> the cat wanted to be a part of the episode. I know he wanted his voice on the podcast. He knows about how popular it is. Yeah. Like, um, so here talk. I can't move him without him yelling. Here talk so. featuring Toby, the the black cat with no tail. <laughs> He's like the the second mascot. Yes, we got Roscoe and Toby yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Even though I think Roscoe would eat Toby. It's Roscoe. <laughs> Hey heroes, this is Darian, your resident string player. And this is Miranda, string player extraordinaire. (laughs) And this is Hero Talk, where we talk about real life and real women in music. Okay, let's get started. Um, Well, everyone, it is officially now season three of the Hero Talk podcast. Um, This is episode one, welcoming in the new semester of school, the new season of Hero Talk, all new things hero. And with me is our music director, Miranda Rojas. You might recognize her voice from before. (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Uh, and I love having you back on the show because you're amazing and I love talking to you. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me, but as we get into things, what is new with you? Tell everyone what's new with you. What is new with me? Well, I, uh, in May, graduated from FSU with my master's degree. So that was very exciting. And now I live in the Destin, Florida area. Um, which for those of you not in Florida is kind of in the panhandle. So just south of Alabama. And I am working for Symphonia Gulf Coast. I'm the new uh, music education and community engagement assistant, which yes. is a very long time. Wait, I got to do that. I got to do that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's a super awesome job and such a cool thing that happened to you. I'm so excited for you, even though you left me and I miss you. <laughs> I know. I'm only like two hours on the road. <laughs> Let me be dramatic um, about it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I won't stop you. Um, no, it's good. It's I love my job. It's great. I'm teaching a lot of children. And I have my own private studio now and um, taking some extra auditions, you know, trying to get those orchestra gigs lined mm-hmm. up and doing a little bit of everything. So it's really nice. I know. Still, I miss you. You're too far away. I miss you too. <laughs> But you'll still be visiting us on Hero Talk, and she's still involved in Hero as mm-hmm. our music director. Um, I got to keep you in the group somehow. I can't. I can't <laughs> live without Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's such a super cool job. Um, have you? How has it been going? Has it started and all those things? Yeah, so I started about a month ago, um, and the classes are slowly starting. So uh, mid August was the first week of youth orchestra, which I'm assisting with. I'm leading sectionals and I, I'm kind of a music librarian and I put in bowings and I put in fingerings, um, that sort of thing. And then one of, we're doing, we have four different beginning strings programs kind of before and after school mm-hmm. in the area. And so two of those have started and two more are starting this week. And I'm teaching three of them, which is really fun. Yeah. And my first class that I had at an elementary school is 17 children oh. who have never before touched a string instrument. 
And so I have a bassist, two cellists, five violas, and then the rest are violinists. So they're all very, very cute and very enthusiastic. I love that. There are 17 of them, and it is so much, but it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Sounds like you need need an assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I am the assistant, but I I should also have an assistant. Yes, of course. (laughs) The assistant to the assistant. Um, (laughs) yeah but it sounds like you've been nice and busy Uh, are you coming down soon Mm -hmm. for you know like the tso auditions anything else happening well i can't take the tso audition because it conflicts with my teaching schedule Ah. or the the season events do um but i am hoping to come in for professor stillwell's recital she's our Mm. or darian's current professor michael my professor i'm still stuck here in tallahassee you chose it (laughs) (laughs) um she's giving a solo recital and i think it's like i don't remember what weekend it is but there's a uso concert Mm -hmm. the friday night and then the saturday is her solo recital so i was thinking of going for the weekend so i could catch both of those really cool events well she hasn't mentioned it in class so i was not aware i'll probably be there too (laughs) yeah (laughs) Well, I don't know. I saw it online, so hopefully it's legit. Uh, probably is. But, you know, Professor Stillwell, she's not going <laughs> to openly be like... She's very humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, for everyone who is, you know, who's a, been a reoccurring listener, you know, we've been on a break for over the summer after the Hero Conference, which went so well. If you listen to our last mm-hmm. episode where we had all the directors, you know, come together and talk about the conference, it went super well and then I would think well I know Miranda and all of us we kind of crashed for like a month <laughs> Did like nothing hero related for a hot minute <laughs> <laughs> it went really well but we did have a community concert in July and Miranda helped uh, put that together so we've still been pretty active it was it went super well and um, we played um, Fanny Mendelssohn's quartet and that was super fun um, and then Ken Davis, a graduate from FSU, his quartet performed, and they did a Strum by Jesse Montgomery, which was super cool. And we had a lot of people show up, actually. So it was a really fun little community concert at a new church that we started working with. And for anyone who wants to be involved in, you know, upcoming hero events, our next concert is actually November 3rd, which is like a huge Big deal for us. We're partnering with the University Symphony at Florida State University. Um, we, me and Dr. Jimenez, the conductor of USO, have like come together and put a program together. It's going to be full chamber orchestra. And we're so excited. And Dr. Heidi Williams is going to be performing the piano solo for the Doreen Carwithin uh, Piano Concerto. Oh, I'm so excited. And I can't believe it's <laughs> only like two months away. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Have you? No, there's one USO concert before that one, right? Two, actually. We have one oh. um, September uh, 15th and then one in, in October, I think on the 5th. I could be mistaking the actual date, but it's early October. <laughs> but it's early October. <laughs> wow, you guys will be super busy. You're kind of hitting the ground running, I guess. I know. We're doing so. Brahms 1 for <laughs> on the 15th and then Scheherazade in October. I know USO does awesome programming Um, and then the hero concert which is obviously the best program amazing (laughs) yeah the one that you had a hand in right (laughs) sure yeah 
but we're super excited about it. we're gonna have immersive design we are mm. it's a, all works by female composers and I'm just super excited to see some amazing music with a bigger orchestration so if you're in Tallahassee mm. come to Opperman Concert Hall on November 3rd at 7 30 for a really really cool concert if I do say so myself <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And then our next concert is going to be in January. We don't have an exact date. It's to be announced. But we'll be doing another community concert with a smaller chamber orca- uh, string chamber orchestra. And that's going to be very, very cool. We, ha- we did one last January as well. So there are things to look forward to. Um, and hopefully Miranda will be coming down to <laughs> moral support. Help get things yeah. running. <laughs> Honestly, you were, like, the best, like, little helper during the conference. I felt like, Miranda, help me. (laughs) You were, like, the best. (laughs) I was like, ah, she has to come down for these things. I should just have a name tag that says best little helper. Yeah, not not to sound condescending or anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's fine. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. But it's, I'm so excited though for what's coming, though we've had a weird start to the semester. For anyone who's not in Florida, we had Hurricane, I always stutter over the name, Idalia. Idalia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She came through and canceled the first week of classes. (laughs) Oh, that was the first week that was canceled. Oh my goodness. So, um, and we're recording this actually on Labor Day. So we've had like the longest first weekend of school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so um, our first w- real week is get- starting tomorrow I would say uh, it's been really interesting um, so you got a little break in the process but I will say I look a weird freak out I got I got bit by a dog a couple days back on my like one of my <gasps> fingers so I've been nursing one of my fingers back to health not my dog someone else's dog <laughs> but you know, it's probably a good thing. I've have I didn't have to go to school and play <laughs> for mm. a couple of days, so it kind of worked out. Yeah, so it's been an eventful for, like first week of school. Yeah, no kidding. I know, and now I gotta edit all these podcast audios. <laughs> that <laughs> reminds me, we I, we do have news for the podcast for the remainder of uh, se- uh, upcoming seasons for Hero Talk. Our beloved Angela King will not be joining us as a co-host anymore. She will still be involved in Hero, but she got an amazing job, literally as an adjunct professor at a school in Texas. So can't blame her. Wow. I, <laughs> I know. About that. Way to go, Angela. I know. I'm so excited for her, but obviously she's got a busy life now as an adjunct professor. And honestly, that's the dream job just like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. I'm, I'm so super excited for her. You will still be hearing from her on social media you know she's still gonna be active in hero she just won't be physically here just like Miranda won't be physically here I'm not salty (laughs) at all (laughs) yeah clearly (laughs) but um she'll she'll come on every now and then I'm planning Mm on she me and her are planning on having a couple episodes where um well we'll catch up and you get to hear from the lovely Angela again you know we got to have that brass representation (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is new. So much happened in like the first week of school. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you guys were really overwhelmed. Uh, It was so odd, but we have a bunch of new 
violin students. We have a bunch of new people coming yeah. in to FSU, which is super exciting. And we're going to mm-hmm. be starting rehearsals for Brahms 1 and USO literally tomorrow. <laughs> so we're hitting the ground running. And yeah. It's going to be really great. And I'm super excited for season three. We are having some awesome uh, people come on that are speaking in the podcast. Next week, uh, Musicians Health Lab, Kensley Bell, she, um, she's going to be speaking about Musicians Health for especially any musician, you know, who's playing a lot or especially who's in school. She really focuses on like mental health and physical health for musicians and in school. So tune in next week because that was an amazing interview and talk that me and her had uh, or her and I had. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of things to pull from that. She talks a lot about how to be a more effective practicer, um, how to take care of yourself and prioritize your health um ways that you can be more efficient in how you approach your instrument and she's so nice and she's an fsu grad which i was like what i had no idea (laughs) oh wow that's awesome uh and then we and then we had another like pop-up fsu grad i talked to uh she's an uh, influencer and she's a horn player uh katie warren um she we're one of her episodes is going to be coming out soon and she's also an FSU grad and I was like oh my gosh we're everywhere I know the music world is truly tiny it is I'm always surprised on how how small it is because we feel so spread out and then all of a sudden you run into someone you're like oh (laughs) we went to we played together like five years ago and had no idea or we went to the same school and had no idea Yeah, I feel like there are no more than seven degrees of separation between every classical musician. That's a really like, good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, um, Katie Warren, though, or the F, another FSU grad, she's, she was super cool, and she's actually written books about for um, horn pedagogy and talks a lot about wow. utilizing your social media and utilizing it in a healthy way. Um, so if you want to tune into that, you can... I highly recommend if those are things you're interested in. Uh, and then we brought on a bow maker, Emily's Arroyo. So she's going to talk about maintaining your bow, questions you have about bow. We talked about different types of wood and, you know, what it's like being a woman uh, making bows because, you know, luthier work and bow and violin maintenance is not a woman-led field. So that's really exciting to hear from her. And she was at the conference as a bow person and she's super nice and she rehears my bow and I love her. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love her so much. I feel like I didn't actually know. So I didn't know any of these guests were going to be on the roster for Mm -hmm. this season. So I feel like I'm getting the same experience that the audience is getting. of like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oh wow. I had no idea. (laughs) I know. I didn't tell you anything before you came on. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You texted me last night and you're like, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, the the best things come out of you know, conversations like this. Secrecy. Well, if you plan too much, it's not organic. We keep all of our hero cards close to our best. Yeah, sure. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys are getting a sneak peek into the Miranda Darian friendship from many years and yeah. into the dynamics of hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we are also talking to Nelshaw Cohen and she's a composer and also specializes in music influenced by nature. Cause she started the uh, nonprofit organization 
um, landscape music, which is kind of like a membership of a bunch of other artists and composers who are focusing on music inspired by nature for um, conservation purposes and environmental awareness. And it's super cool. So we'll be talking to her. Even though when I recorded that, I had a cold, so my brain got a little scattered a couple times, but it was great. It was still a great interview. Just fair warning for anyone who listens to that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we're bringing on Stephanie Boyd, a composer from New York. I am going to be learning her violin concerto, Vermilion, and she wrote a piano reduction so that I could perform it for my concerto jury. And I'm so excited to have her on because we had a phone call already talking about, you know, the concerto I wanted to play by hers and needing a piano reduction. And she is so nice. So I'm really excited for um, that interview and for everyone to hear about that. And so I'm talking to a bunch of other people for upcoming interviews later in the season. So if anyone listening has someone that you're like, I want to hear them, I want to hear them on hero talk and learn about their life and their past experiences shoot them our way you know email us or message us on instagram you know the drill or miranda if you have anyone you want me to talk to just let me know (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um so i hope that entices everyone about what's coming up uh, because i'm so excited to share all that with you once i edit all the audio (laughs) (laughs) i know angela did all our audio editing and now I'm like oh crap now I got to do it <laughs> she was so good at it too oh it's so hard when all the people around you are so successful I know <laughs> I just I haven't worked with audio editing in a hot minute so I'm trying to like refresh my brain and it's mm. more difficult because my laptop is like a dinosaur it's such an old like <laughs> apple laptop I got it in like high school it literally like the editing software mm-hmm. I'm familiar with is not compatible with how old my computer is. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and of course, I'm like, I'm not buying a new computer. No, you can't let them win. No. Mm-mm. Screw capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm trying to, I'm figuring out uh, how to edit some audio with a new editing software. So that's been, that's been interesting. <laughs> so more skills to add to your tool set. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have all the time in the world to figure it out. I know. <laughs> it will it's happen. It's so funny also that like, you end up having to learn as a musician that you never thought that you would have to. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm really good at using the copy machine now. <laughs> like, the <laughs> like, I'm a copy machine expert. And that is not anything that I ever would have thought. Well, especially when you're a music it. director for us, you had to print so much music, too, like, for some of our concerts. I was like, look That's at you go. That's true. <laughs> But that, I feel like those were, like, smaller, like, those were one-off events, I Mm -hmm. felt like. And now that's, like, my job is the copy machine. (laughs) Okay. So when I ask, what are you doing at your job? Making copies. Copy machine, yeah. (laughs) But, But on that note, though, you're very right. To be, like, a successful musician is so much more than just knowing your instrument and knowing how to teach it. And even teaching your instrument can be scary. You know, especially when you have a student yeah. where you're like, I don't want to screw up your technique. <laughs> you know, yeah, I hope I influence your future career positively. Yeah. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, you know, even, for example, just the podcast, learning how to work the recording software or hardware and mm. all that and mm-hmm. the mics and, you know, the little interface board and all those things. That was a learning curve. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
and like running my own studio now like I had to register it as an LLC Ooh, which I like before for tax purposes and so I had to like yeah I had to do some research with that and then um you know I had to write out all these policies and procedures and make sure that I'm enforcing them um and then I'm also started I just got my first like just bought my first student instrument that I'm going to be renting out Ooh. like from my studio yeah which is so exciting that's really but now smart I have too to, like write I have to write a contract and make sure everything is all well and good so that the parent and I can both sign the contract so that they can rent this instrument for me. So there are all these things that are like non-musical that I've never had to do or that I've never thought that I would have had to do um, that I'm kind of having to do some extra research on now. I know. Um, That's my one qualm with music school. They don't talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they will have like entrepreneurship, like music entrepreneurship Mm-hmm. workshops or something and it's I feel like it's more about like being creative and putting yourself out there and networking which is totally fine mm-hmm. but there are also other things that I feel like I don't know maybe we should have some sort of workshop like all the things you should need to know well I'm actually know. working on a paper about that for not for music entrepreneurship so I can share oh, that that's great <laughs> maybe I'll share that in the future I'm still I'm still workshopping it but you know because <laughs> Because of this reason, like you just said, there are some, like, registering a nonprofit, you know, yes. how, to, how I figured that out or how you can possibly mm-hmm. go about figuring it out, you know, marketing tips, you know, because yeah. they don't talk about how hard it is to constantly re- promote your concerts or promote your organizations or promote your studio mm-hmm. like you. It's it's such a constant thing. And because you're your own manager, you're your own agent, like, you know, you're, <laughs> like, the big name musicians, they have people who do that for them, you know? Right. And if you, if musicians are in so many different areas and you have to be flexible and you have to be able to, to do all these different things that to treat yourself like your own business, really. Mm-hmm. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. I've been, I've been working on that um, article for the past couple months. I didn't like it and I re- started it over. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not done yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, besides that, um, tell everyone what you did over the summer, Miranda, what'd you do? So I stayed in Tallahassee for most of the summer. I worked with the Tallahassee Orchestra summer camps, I remember. Um, which is really fun. Yeah. And Darian, Darian worked a couple of those weeks too with me. Um, and so that was great. That's like group violin classes for kids who've never, um, never had that experience. And so it's a lot of like intro stuff and games and, mm-hmm. and, um, just to kind of give them a taste of it, see if anyone kind of hangs on to that and, and wants to continue with it. Um, so that was mostly what I did. Well, I don't know why I said that. I also moved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were very really busy moving. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big thing was me moving. Um, yeah, U-Hauls and, well, just one, one U-Haul and, the joys and a bunch of, of my stuff. A, being an adult. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was, um, that was a lot. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, Miranda, mm-hmm. you spent, like, it's only been a month since you had your big move. So, no, yeah. it's, you're still tired. It's fine. <laughs> and for anyone who's not a musician listening, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how summers are very odd for musicians, or at least in my experience, mm. you know, because concert seasons aren't going on. A lot of mm. students decide they don't want lessons over the summer. Uh, unless you, you, the gigs aren't quite as fruitful. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like a weird off season. I know, which is why so many people go to festivals. Honestly, mm-hmm. and the 
it's and that's def- weird within itself because a lot of festivals they want you to pay to come and perform which is so backwards in my brain <laughs> but oh, yeah yeah I think it's a good though because I know at least for me I'm able to take like a step back kind of like recuperate mm-hmm. travel which mm-hmm. I, I went to Scotland is fantastic mm-hmm. I got to catch up on some of reading that I wanted to do got to d- dig into that TBR list which is awesome and <sighs> practicing some good mm-hmm. old practicing before I have yeah. loads of music I have to w- learn for school <laughs> yeah getting started on it it's definitely weird being in a place where I don't always have something the next day that I have to practice for mm, that yeah. is just more like just like longer term like either keeping my chops up or just some sort of longer term goal like oh yeah this is happening next month and I want to do x y and z and I definitely like my brain is all in teaching all I'm thinking about is like like if I'm driving somewhere or I wake up in the middle of the night, it's like, oh, I need to work on that kid's bow holder. Oh, I have this great idea for so-and-so. And I, yeah. you know, like, whereas like it used to be always thinking about like practicing and always thinking about the music I was learning. And my brain is just in a completely different space. Mm-hmm. And it's so strange and it's great. I mean, I love it, but it's just really different than like the last 60 years of my life in music school. Yeah. And we actually touch on kind of that idea with a couple other episodes that are coming in season three about this transition period from out of school to not being in school and Mm. how that process feels. Because you suddenly don't have this, I don't know, all these things hanging over your head that you like have to do to graduate. You know, you start to figure out, okay, what do I want to do? What do I need to do for myself as my own business and as my own person? And honestly, it's probably one of the scarier things for musicians, I would, I would assume. <laughs> it is. It's more like, I don't know, like I took an audition today, actually. And um, if, when I was prepping for this audition, it was less of like, well, this is what I, I do because I'm in music school and you take all the auditions. In music. It was more of just like, I could really use this job to help pay my rent. <laughs> you know, it was like a I think that would make it more stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was just it's just a different feeling of like instead of like wow I really hope I get this for you know either for the experience or you know some sort of pride thing like oh yeah all my friends are auditioning for this it's more of just like oh my gosh this is such a convenient job and look how close it is to where I live and and I just really you know <laughs> would it be great to get this extra money because I need money for x y and z it's just like yeah. completely different motivation well I <laughs> hope so the strange. results are in your favor <laughs> Thank you. I hope so too. It went pretty well. Um, so I haven't heard anything yet, but fingers mm. crossed. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> Auditions suck either way though, but that, That's true. that, that is, that is a very true comment though. And true statement. I mean, when, when you're not in school, I can imagine, you know, the stakes are a little more important when you're, you know, thinking, you know, how am I going to cover my living? <laughs> Every yeah. Month. And I mean, like, I'm not like on the verge of destitution no. and it's, it's, so it's definitely like not that sort of pressure, but it, it's just like, everything I do is more of like, I don't know. And that, I don't want to make it seem like I'm like trying to just follow the money. Well, you're in a period of growth. Like we're in a point mm. where after you graduate or even when you're in grad school, you're growing your career. We're in the early stages of growing our music careers. Yeah. So there's, I, I think it's normal to be in this kind of stage where you're trying to you know, find things to cover the bills while you're also growing your reputation, growing mm-hmm. your experiences and getting to a point where you're winning the thing auditions you want to win and getting the jobs that you 
that you want to get by building your CV and all those things. So we're just, you got to go through the poor musician phase just for a little bit. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for putting it that way. I feel like you explained it so much better than I could have explained it. Sometimes it's nice to have someone like when you're not in it, it's easier to like objectively be like, oh, this is what's happening. And when you're in it, your brain is just like mush. Well, I have to think these things to myself because I have, <laughs> mentally I'm in those same places as you are. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there are moments where I'm like, I'll be 26 in a couple days and I wish I had have done these and these things but I'm like I'm in my I'm in my 20s and I'm a musician in grad school it's normal it's fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, I think we always need to remind ourselves that because no matter if you're in school or not the imposter syndrome is real and you're it's hard not to compare yourself to other people no matter what because you know we're always around other musicians we always hear other musicians and it's you have to remind yourself not to compare yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. But I'm super excited for you teaching because you are a fantastic teacher. I love watching you teach kids. You're such a natural with it. And I think you're really going to be growing your studio. And I think it's going to be an awesome thing for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I know. And then when I, you know, work on building my own little teaching studio, I'll be like, Miranda, how did you register for an LLC? You know, can you give me some (laughs) tips? So now I know who to turn to. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Come to me with all your questions. I can probably answer some of them. Yeah. After I finish my doctor, I'll have more time to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I know. I'm, all the things are happening. I'm like, oh, my treatise is going to have to start, you know, starting the research for that. You know, my last solo recital is going to be the semester, you know, the concerto jury next semester. Ooh. I was like, okay, we're getting, we're getting through like the last performances. you know we're making way I'm almost out Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know two years away (laughs) getting so close I know I can't it's all worth it it's all I have to tell myself just gotta get through it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I'm so excited and I also have been trying to keep up with like classical music news you know seeing Mm -hmm. like like BBC proms has been going on over the summer. And I don't know if you've known this, but they had a lot of new commissioned works and a lot of them are written by women composers. No, super, I didn't know super that. cool. Um, I got a chance to listen to a couple of them, like recordings, but mm. like on the, where am I going to, where am I looking? Like Grace Evangeline Mason, she was on the July 18th program. And then they had someone like Christina Arch- Arakelian, I don't know if I said that last name correctly, Helen Grime, Catherine Lamb, like all these women composers that I'm super excited to look into their music. I don't know some of these amazing like living composers. Mm. I got super excited about that following following what's going on in the classical music world. But I think a lot more people are starting to pay attention to women in classical music and it's making me so happy in my heart, so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I'm also very excited about the new uh, Bernstein bi- biopic. Mm, yeah, me too. Uh, I've, I, I think I read a couple days ago that um, that people are really, really enjoyed the premiere of it. So I'm excited when it finally drops mm. on Netflix to see how Bradley Cooper, the non-classical musician, represents the iconic Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> I know I feel like this is an unpopular opinion but I'm not a huge fan of Bradley Cooper like I don't dislike him it's just not like he's just not like I could agree just not up there okay yeah maybe we'll get canceled for that but I just like (laughs) yeah because we have enough people listen (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but um, but yeah, so if you didn't catch that news though, for anyone, I'm not gonna be too humble about. It, but anyone who didn't see our post earlier in the summer, we are now ranked number ten in women in music podcasts. Woo! So thank you for everyone listening. I meant to throw that out there. But back to you, Miranda. What were you saying? <laughs> oh, that I'm just not like a a Bradley Cooper stand, but I'm sure I know he's a good actor, like objectively. And so I might just be pleasantly surprised. Sometimes it's better to go into a movie with lower expectations mm-hmm. and then you can be like, Oh wow, he did a good job. You know? Yeah. I, I am going to go in with <laughs> expectations cause I want it to be good. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't get a lot of um, like popular movies that are about classical musicians or people in classical music. And if they do, they're not, it's like they're not represented right you know like especially in books or in movies when it's like the story centers around a classical musician and I'm like classical musical life is nothing like that (laughs) (laughs) you're so wrong yeah I remember I don't know if you ever saw the Umbrella Academy that came out a few years ago oh I I didn't see it but I know it yeah yeah, one of the main characters is a violinist, at least just for one season, and then they kind of drop that storyline completely, which is a huge bummer. But they're like, um, they it's Elliot Page's character, and I know that he like did some work to try to learn the violin, and he does mm-hmm. like a pretty good job moving his arms and stuff. Like, um, so that's not the problem. But there's this one conversation where he's like in the bathroom with this other violinist, which sounds weird, but they're just talking. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, but like, um she's being super mean like this other violinist and it's like trying to you know put him down or whatever and mm-hmm. it was just so over the top and I was like no one talks like that <laughs> like violinists are the worst but like we don't <laughs> you you know what I mean <laughs> yeah like, we're not, re- not we're not represented very well in for in our stereotypes <laughs> <laughs> no and I mean some of the stereotypes are based on truth but this was just a little I was like no this is not how I know I I don't know if you've ever seen like the show like Mozart in the jungle it's like the it's like similar thing Mm -hmm. especially in the later seasons first I mean despite that it being it's so dramatic I'm like life isn't that dramatic and how people in the New York Phil are acting I'm pretty confident that's not real that's not they don't act this unprofessional and then like in the later seasons uh, spoiler if anyone hasn't seen it but it's been out for a while she you know the main character decides she wants to be in conducting now after spending years as an oboist and I'm like now she's in like a really world-renowned like conducting competition I'm like that transition doesn't usually happen in that like, short amount of time yeah no <laughs> it takes more time to build your career I'm like that that's not something you just randomly decide to switch into as uh, you know shifting your career path it takes a bit more time than like one year <laughs> yeah no kidding um uh, that's just like an example or when, you know, mm-hmm. my favorite is when in in movies or books where they're like, oh, they have this big audition and they have to only play one piece. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. In my audition today, they wanted, it was a viola audition and they wanted a movement of unaccompanied Bach and then like, I think it was six excerpts, which for a regional orchestra is like a pretty long list. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And so I expected that they hear part of my Bach, you know, I had a prelude and, and a few of the excerpts, you know, they heard all of it. It was like a full 15 minute audition. They heard Ooh. literally everything I had prepared. And I, afterwards I was like, oh my gosh, that was so long. Cause that's not usually the case. Like yeah. it's, I don't know, you never, they never hear everything that they ask for. And, um, well, n- not so never that- apparently. <laughs> 
Yeah, not never. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. There's the problem right there. It My actually happened to you now. <laughs> but oh I know that's just a perfect example. You're never going to go into an audition where you're like, oh, just play one piece. <laughs> <laughs> No. It's so it's just really funny to watch. I'm like, oh, or when or when they'll play a piece that has like some like pop influence and I'm like cuz they're <laughs> different and they're special. I'm like, yeah, that that's that's realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, did you see the um Chevalier St. George uh biopic no, that didn't. came out? Uh it well, it came out I think earlier this year, but it's on a streaming mm-hmm. one of the streaming platforms, and I watched it, and I, w- I was so excited about it because I love Chevalier and George because yes, I know fantastic. You love music. Well, he's a fantastic, you know, black violinist that was alive during the time of Mozart. Not, not nearly got the same level of recognition during that time period mm-hmm. because of his race, despite having, you know, music that is comparable to Mozart, and there, it wasn't. It wasn't horrible, but there are moments <laughs> where I was like, I wish you looked like you knew what you were doing a little more when you had the violin. And then oh, no. in the beginning, which I don't think this is based off any historical documentation about this happening, but he went in the, like, spoiler, but in like the very first scene, he is at a Mozart symphony concert and Mozart's like, what do you want for the encore? And everyone's like, uh, violin concerto number five, which I was like, awesome. I know that they're actually like talking about real things. And he starts playing it. Chevalier St. George just like, how about I play it with you? You know? And he like comes up on stage and they're like, like, it's like the classical music version of like a rap battle. They're like playing back and forth at each other. And then during the cadenza, He's like improving over the the concerto, and it's obvious that it has like pop music influence. No, <laughs> and I'm like this is set during the classical era. This is not realistic. Oh, no. I was just in the first scene. I was like, the way he's improvising the cadenza is n- nowhere near what music was like during the classical era. I was just so disappointed. <laughs> it made me so that's, mad. That's- very Bridgerton of them to do that. Yeah, and it's it's not like, and I don't mean like they're playing like pop music that we know on the radio. It's not like you know the, it's like the Vitamin String Quartet. It wasn't like that, but you can tell in some of like the melodic movement, it was very like it felt like they're um, like alluding to some like jazz and like things that are <clears throat> or like some of the melodic movement just wasn't synonymous with what happened in the classical era like it didn't sound classical essentially it was very like yeah romantic modernist maybe even like if a pop violinist decided to improv over Mozart that's what it sounded like mm-hmm. and I was like <sighs> and I don't think that I can't see that happening in real life where they like challenge each other <laughs> playing the concerto in front of a classical concert in a classical concert in front of a whole audience I mean, of course, he, like, beat Mozart and, like, made him look uh-huh. bad. <laughs> but I was like, like, this is not realistic. <laughs> and then it ruined the rest of the movie for me pretty, pretty, pretty well. And that was it. Like, it started off on a really low note. <laughs> I know. Though the younger version of Chevalier, that actor, like, the young, like, kid version of the mm-hmm. of the character, he looked like he knew what he was doing playing the violin. Mm-hmm. It was just the older version that did not. <laughs> Yeah. It's like relax your shoulder. 
drop your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you should, oh my goodness, that could be one of your side gigs where you go on to like movies and TV shows and you help coach and like teach the actors how to look like they know. Honestly, I want to because every time I see a violinist in, in movies or TV, I'm like, I get so mad. <laughs> Like, I'm like, dude, just, no one consults an actual violinist for these things. Uh, well, on that note, you know, we should probably start wrapping things up. I think everyone <laughs> got, a, got a sense of what's coming up for uh, this coming season of Hero Talk. Again, mm-hmm. we're, uh, I'm super excited for everyone to tune in to these upcoming episodes. So spread the word to your friends or anyone you think who's, who might be interested in women in music or just classical musicians in general, I think we're pretty entertaining. That's just me, but you know, I'm not biased at all, but I, I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in the past two seasons. We wouldn't be number 10 in women in music podcast without our wonderful Mm. constant listener base. I still can't believe it. It's super cool. Um, so please keep tuning in and spreading the word about hero talk and don't hesitate to reach out to us on our Instagram or on our website you can find us at hero.musicians on Instagram. With That's where we put most of our up-to-date information about upcoming concerts and events and news. We post educational stuff about women in music. Uh, we post small talk questions. Uh, or you can find us on our website, which is www.her-omusic.com. Uh, or you can just email us all the things. You can find all that information at our website or on our Instagram. And honestly, we love hearing from you. So again, if there's anyone you want us to talk to, or you just want to tell us what you're excited about for season three or so, or what you're excited for, for school or upcoming concerts, just join the community, you know, a circle around women in music. That's our thing. So, (laughs) and we hope to see you at our next big concert on November 3rd in Tallahassee Opperman um, Concert Hall. So anything else you want to add, Miranda, with my little spiel being over now? (laughs) (laughs) Your little spiel? No, uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of the Bernstein movie or what you thought of Chevalier if you haven't seen it. I know. I need someone to be angry about the opening scene with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's see if it's just Darian or if everybody else in the world feels the same way. I know. And I'm one of those people after I read a book or watch a movie, I want to talk to someone about it. So I would appreciate Mm -hmm. it if someone wants to get, have some salty opinions about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Miranda. And thank you for everyone listening to our first episode in season three. And I can't wait to share our future episodes with you next Friday.